This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, July 19th, brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Feed labeling gets push. Insurance means testing resurfaces. Grassley and Franken tout fundraising numbers. FDA feed claims to get House consideration. House Rules Committee has teed up a package of spending bills for floor debate this week. Legislation includes fiscal 23 funding for USDA, FDA, EPA, and the Interior Department. The amendments the committee cleaned, uh, cleared for floor consideration include a bipartisan proposal to facilitate animal feed ingredient claims around environmental concerns and other issues. The amendment, led by Jim Baird, an Indiana Republican, would provide $8 million to FDA's Center for Veterinary Medicine to do the labeling work. Other amendments to set floor debate would provide USDA an additional $2 million for expanding conservation technical assistance and a $1 million for hiring attorneys and staff in the Packers and Stockyards Division. NSAC offers alternatives for crop insurance cuts. Ahead of the House Ag Committee hearing coming tomorrow, a leading advocacy group for smaller-scale agriculture is offering some ideas for restricting crop insurance subsidies. A study for the National Sustainable Agriculture Coalition shows a wide range of program savings from either capping or means-testing premium subsidies. Capping premium subsidies at $50,000 per farmer would save $16.6 billion over 10 years and affect 3.5% of farms. Under another scenario, reducing subsidies by 15% to farmers with adjusted gross incomes over $500,000 would save $1.5 billion over 10 years and affect 3.4% of farms. Reducing subsidies by 50% for farmers with an AGI of more than $500,000 would save $5 billion over 10 years. The study suggests the savings from capping or means-testing premium subsidies be rolled into other Farm Bill programs. Keep in mind, proposals to cap premium subsidies have gotten strong support in the Senate before, but they haven't made it to a final Farm Bill. Critics argue these kind of premium subsidy cuts would undermine the program and ultimately harm other farmers. Grassley and Franken trade statements about fundraising hall. Senator Chuck Grassley, the Iowa Republican, and his opponent, Admiral Mike Franken, are both boasting about the fundraising as their campaigns hit a critical stretch before the November elections. Franken said he outraised Grassley by nearly $1.6 million in the latest quarter, but Grassley says he has more money in total, about $7.7 million to Franken's $4.6 million. After these encouraging fundraising numbers, the Des Moines Register published a poll showing Franken with a mere eight points of Grassley with over 100 days left before the November election, the Franken campaign said. 
Grassley Works Communication Director Michaela Sunderman, however, said Iowa Democrats must be disappointed that their star recruit is such a weak financial position. Consider this. The eight-point margin of the recent Des Moines Register poll shows this could be the closest race Grassley, now 88, has faced in four decades. It also showed Grassley struggling among independents, with 39% saying they approve of the job he's doing, 46% saying they disapprove. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Dairy Management Incorporated serves America's 34,000 plus dairy farmers and dairy importers by managing research and marketing programs aimed at promoting dairy consumption and protecting the good image of dairy farmers, dairy products, and the dairy industry. Funded entirely by dairy farmers, DMI has distinguished itself as a strategic consultant and valuable resource to businesses and organizations in the food and beverage sector that seek to increase sales and raise their image through the innovative use of dairy and dairy ingredients. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Ag delegation to lobby lawmakers on trade with Cuba. A delegation of ag representatives is headed to Capitol Hill on Thursday to lobby lawmakers about improving conditions to export farm commodities to Cuba. Groups and companies such as the American Soybean Association, North American Wheat Growers, USA Rice Federation, Cargill, and CoBank will be represented. That according to Paul Johnson, president of the U.S. Agriculture Coalition for Cuba. So far, the delegation is scheduled to visit the offices of Representative Rick Crawford of Arkansas, Senators John Bozeman of Arkansas, Jerry Moran of Kansas, and Michael Bennett of Colorado. We have tried embargoing Cuba for 60 years, and it simply hasn't worked, Johnson told AgriPulse. Our goal is to ensure a healthy, sufficient, and economical food supply by promoting normal trade and by working with Cubans to improve local agriculture production. We can't do that under current U.S. policy. Senator calls for ITC to reconsider duties on phosphate fertilizer. Senator Roger Marshall, the Kansas Republican, lauded an International Trade Commission ruling on Monday that ended the threat of duties on imports of urea ammonium nitrate fertilizer from Russia, Trinidad, and Tobago. He also called for a reversal of the duties that ITC and the Commerce Department put on phosphate fertilizer imports from Morocco. The Biden administration needs to take a look at phosphate-based fertilizers from Morocco. Now, Marshall said in a tweet, duties on some of our most reliable trading partners is the last thing we need amid record inflation. The ITC ruled that Moroccan and Russian phosphate fertilizer imports damaged U.S. producers, but Morocco OCP is appealing that decision before the Court of International Trade. Farmers, academics, both to discuss regenerative ag at congressional hearing. The House Committee on Oversight and Reform's Environmental Subcommittee will hear from farmers today about how to do better incentive regenerative agriculture practices. 
The hearing called by Representative Roke Hanna of California will examine current con- conservation programs. It will also examine how corporate agribusiness marked power affects farmers' choices when it comes to adopting regenerative agriculture practices, according to a release. The panel includes Minnesota dairy farmer Bonnie Hogan, Missouri grain and cattle producer Doug Darty, Association of American Indian Farmers President Kara Boyd, University of Maine Sustainable Agriculture Professor Rachel Schottman, and Kentucky Department of Agriculture Policy Director Brian Lacefield. Darty and Hogan, who are involved with the Campaign for Family Farms and the Environment, are expected to address pollution from concentrated animal feeding operations. Well, here's today's He Said It. Our message to both the administration and Congress is to give agriculture the tools it needs to improve the current food crisis in Cuba and demonstrate how engagement is more impactful than embargo. That Paul Johnson, president of the U.S. Agriculture Coalition for Cuba. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, July 19th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Chuck Daly.